record. Okay, so yeah, the so what got me thinking was okay, some of these um, Star Wars visions um, shows episodes are are pretty they're deep and not necessarily in a good way, kind of in a depressing way. It, they're existential, and I don't like existentialism. You know, wh- why do we exist and hope and the balance between the light and the dark, which is all a bunch of hooey and fooey. We know that. But uh, it got me thinking, because in these fictional worlds, you know, people have relationships that we can identify with as humans here. Uh, you and Phoenix, me in uh, Los Angeles. Um, you know, let's ground ourselves with real places. We're, this is reality. But the the thing that gets me thinking in these sad fictional stories, you know, like Star Wars and other science fiction and etc., is that there is no God. There is no hope. There is no real hope for eternal life. <laughs> or a paradise earth, if that makes any sense. So anyway, what got me thinking was how they, in Star Wars in particular, there's a lot of General Grievous type situations where they augment their bodies with, you know, parts. And they hold on to whatever humanity they have. Whatever sentience they have, right? So that got me thinking um, about our sentience. We are, we have brains. In our heads, we know this. We, we can infer it from what we've learned through our lives. Scientists have discovered it. We've opened up skulls after people have died. We know what a brain is. We know what the purpose of a brain is, right? It helps us to think. But yes, and I just want to make sure the listeners know I'm here. It's Justin. I'm just uh, eating the burger, listening to Bradley talk. So Yeah, and this is just stream of consciousness. Uh, just as a heads up, I just went ahead and pressed record on this podcast. We're going to go ahead and record something. But Justin was just talking about the probability of life for any one of us is extremely low in, in the history of mankind here on, on in, in reality, you know. Not in, he was just talking about multiverses. Yeah, you, you, it's funny how you even have to qualify that with uh, the way TV shows tend to, you know, and series and books tend to affect people's minds. You even have to qualify in reality. Because a lot of times people, they can't, after a while, they it all melds together. Like, you know, wait a minute, though, there's like 14 different universes, though. And you're like, nah. No, come back to reality, man. Come on back. Right, um, right. But anyway, but, but going back to what you said about the probability of even being born. So, yeah, th- that was an interesting thing that you had put in the chat. It took me a while to digest exactly what you meant, but yeah the probability of, of, of being alive, and, and you're not talking about humans being alive, because that's a high probability for the billions of people that, that exist today to exist. You're saying for the actual individuals, not the human race, for, for the individual person who you are listening to this podcast right now, you as a person, the probability that you, the way you look, your genes being the genes that they are, the, that your parents met, that probability, it's uh, it's kind of like what Ian Malcolm was talking about, chaos theory on Jurassic Park. Similar, similar, yeah. Which way does the water flow, right? But you're more so saying, like, man, we should be thankful for the fact that we're, we even exist. Actually, you've got to be thankful, yeah, you, because because the probability is so low. And I'll give you an example. I mean, how many... And this 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 is uh, only one small piece of the pie of of your probability. Because you're, you're one in one trillion or trillion trillion chance of even being here, I think. Don't quote me on that, listeners, but, but look it up if you want to. The you're figure, one in a trillion. Yeah, the and, figure is almost unimportant. We, we'd say it's really high, right? Is that what your point is? Yeah, it, it, but, the, but but it's just a small piece of that is, think about how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of, of sperm cells are released in the reproduction cycle. Um, how you would not be in existence if the one sperm cell did not meet the egg. In, in the case of twins, it, it, identical twins, me and Bradley, it's, it still is one sperm cell, one egg. In the case of all you who are not twins, um, one sperm cell, one egg. And and it's so easy to see, so clear, that out of all those, those sperm cells trying to get inside that egg... It's only a matter of moments for you not to even exist. And that's just one part of it. And the other thing I was thinking of, um, I was having a conversation with somebody else, and he said to me, he goes, think about all of the pandemics in history, the ones we don't even know about. All of your ancestors made it through all those pandemics. (laughs) Your ancestors got through all of those influenzas and everything else that existed and, and, and got to the, by the way, they got to the age, because remember back in uh, the Oregon Trail days, Oregon Trail? Uh, <laughs> Lucius just died of typhoid. He's, Lucius. He's 11 years old. And that's sad, by the way. I, I just don't want to do that. That's wrong. Um, yeah, you're not talking about real people. You're yeah, I'm not talking about real people. But yeah, but, true. But there was a lot of real people back in those days, in the 1700s and the 1800s, that, I mean, the lifespan back then was way shorter. It was bonkers. Yeah. And so they didn't get to reproductive age, did they? Nope, they didn't. <laughs> a lot of them. And so just to get to reproductive age, that that's a miracle. Like, to, just to get there. And then now you have kids, and then you have grandkids, and then Justin and Bradley are here. Right. If you could trace our, trace our lineage all the way back. I see what you're saying. You go yeah. back thousands of years, right? How many different upheavals, socially speaking, did those people go through? And uh, like you said, diseases and pandemics and whatnot. Yeah. Literally, someone from Africa was on a slave ship that we're related to. Literally. Someone, yeah, 100%. Made it, someone made it through that journey, and that journey is treacherous. And this is not to uh, elicit any feelings of any shame or anything, anybody. I'm just, really, I'm just speaking facts. Yeah. Um, people die on that trip. They die. The African slaves die, and they just toss them overboard. Yeah. So that means that our ancestors actually made it through that tre- treacherous trip. That's another probability that you're just throwing into the equation. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's astounding. 
It's astounding. Absolutely. So, going back around to what um, I was saying when I pressed record here. Um, so, that's that's the background of what I was saying. That's It prompted me further. You know, you see a lot of these uh, stories and you get, uh, you know, like Star Wars or anything. Really, whatever fictional show you're watching, you see what motivates the, the writers. And it seems like there's an overwhelming sense of hopelessness in an endlessly vast universe, which thankfully, you know, we're not going to get into religion. We don't talk about that on this podcast, but um, that's not something that I currently battle with. You know, the, the whys of life. Why are we here? What happens? What is consciousness? What, why do we exist? What is existence? But, but, I, but anyway, bring Deep it back Deep questions, around. though. Deep questions, even though, you know, we do, we do ask those questions if we don't know, but, but uh, you, you happen to understand, you know, what, what the uh, reality is. But right. you, were, you were porting this over to the existentialism in modern sci-fi such as Star Wars Visions. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's In the Star Wars universe, it is depressing. And the reason why it's depressing to me, Justin here, is because what's the end game? The end game is there's always going to be some Siths out there. There's always going to be, even if the Sith were completely defeated, which, by the way, I don't agree with George Lucas's um, theory. I don't agree with his, uh, you know, good and bad. There always has to be bad. Nope, don't agree with that. I do not agree with that. <laughs> that that actually sounds dumb. And, and quite frankly, it is dumb. There does not have to be wickedness and anger and... And, and darkness and, and, darkness. Yang and yeah, there, there doesn't yeah. need to be a balance. But I think that's what people tell themselves as a to try to keep their sanity. That okay, yeah. this is why bad things happen. It's because it has to. That's it's sad. I get where you're going with that. Yep. Yeah, and, so, and so and so you know, just because there's the sun, it's extremely bright, and then at night the sun is gone, and now it's dark. Oh no! Everything we have to port that over, and we have to make that make sense in our reality. Just as there is light, there is darkness, and darkness is good at night, right? You like that? No, guys, we can't take everything and try to try to make everything fit with nature. Everything morally. And existentially, we can't make all that fit with nature and the way we see things in the physical realm. Sometimes mm-hmm. wrong is just wrong. It's, yeah. it's not okay for Siths to take over. It's not that's not okay. And so, but but it's funny. The I was looking up uh, Star Wars. I was looking up, um, and, and, and this is a while back, so I'm probably wrong. But the the, the beginning of the Jedi and the beginning of the Sith goes back not just like one thousand or two thousand years. It goes back like you know like ten thousand years. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a ridiculous history. <clears throat> and that in itself, ten thousand years of miserable existence of fighting light against dark. That right there just tells you what else can they come up with because that's exactly what Daisy Ridley, Ray, Ray Daisy Ridley's character, I should say, is gonna have to deal with is starting the new Jedi Academy in the upcoming films. And but then why do we need to watch this if everything's all good anymore? There, everything's gonna gonna clear up and there's not gonna be any more wickedness and and um uh you know Emperor Palpatine's out of here, Snoke's gone, everybody's gone. Um, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well, let me tell you what we're gonna do. All these hundreds of trillions of galaxy denizens, somebody out of all those those aliens and, and you know people. Somebody is going to become hungry for power. Somebody is. That's what's going to happen. And that is why these stories are depressing because there's really no, there's never an end game. Well, okay, and I get you on that, by the way. You're basically saying that that's the only way to entertain us. Is not, not only, yeah, you go ahead, I'm sorry, man, I just cut you off. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I was just confirming for our listeners and for myself. That's, uh, and you're saying something that I think is true. Uh, I know a lot of people have already confirmed that Hollywood writers' stories at all, you need an antagonist and a pro- protagonist. That's why those words exist in literature. You just have to have a good guy and a bad guy. And in this particular case with Star Wars, without the... The dark side, yeah, what do people care, right? The Jedis are just running around not doing anything. Just <laughs> eating pancakes. You know, hey, there, Obi-Wan, good job there. Have some yeah. nice syrup. And let's yeah, call it a day. Yeah. So, so just so we don't lose what I was saying at the very beginning of this particular recording is, is just the, uh, our brains are inside of our heads. Brains produce something that nobody can explain. We, we, we don't question that thoughts and, and, and our minds exist. When we say mind in English, we, we mean that thing that's, that's out there. That thing, that, that us, our conscious selves, you know, who we are internally. And so that is the depressing thing about a lot of these shows is that, yeah, they lose their loved ones at death, and that's it, man. You know, science fiction, oh, no, we upload their consciousness, the Johnny Depp movie. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, I forget what that movie is called. I actually enjoyed that movie. That was, I, I thought that was a pretty good movie, but, yeah, yeah. it's depressing. Yeah, yeah about how he's, Yeah, yeah. How is he surviving, et cetera, et cetera. When you have our way of, of, of believing and whatnot, yeah, you give that all. Um, it, we, we don't feel that that's the end, is that there, there is a way for that to take place. So uh, for, 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 for us to come back, that is. But I, I just had those deep, you know how you had those deep thoughts? Just those deep, deep thoughts, and I was like, man. Is that, is that me, man? Yeah, that's you. You wow. got some noise happening there, man. Uh, pipes. Somebody's taking a shower over here, man. Oh, okay. No worries. Well, we'll just have to, <laughs> have to deal with your wife taking a shower, man. No, it's because she's not even home yet. Um, oh, oh, my bad. That's what, that's what you meant by somebody. The next, okay. door, next door neighbors are trying to cleanse themselves. Um, okay, so. Yeah, <laughs> that, man. Welcome to the podcast, by the way, neighbor. Yeah, man. Um, gotta love people, man. Uh, apartment living. That's, that's another thing. So anyway, uh, consciousness. I just, it's just a constant thought that I have. And let me remove myself from the closet, because this uh, little sanctuary is no longer a sanctuary. Wow, that is coming through. Oh, look, looks like somebody just flushed the toilet. That's all that was. All right, that's all well, that was. Good. We're back. We're back in business. Ho- hopefully, nobody else has to go by the time we're uh, recording this. <laughs> Live here on Genix Reverb, flushing toilets. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. 
Man, I'm looking through these these movies and, and I'm not seeing it, man. I'm just I'm, that bugs me when I can't get it. Can't get we what? have uh, Johnny Depp was in The Tourist, Alice in Wonderland, Public Enemies, Imaginarium of Doctor Sweeney Todd. No, Pirates of the Caribbean. No, no, Corpse's Bride. No. What movie was that called, man? It was called like Consciousness or Conscious. Let me see. Uh, he Continuum or he was oh. a producer on Hugo. Hugo, I remember that. That was I liked Hugo. Okay, Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, uncredited cameo because yeah, Johnny Depp was the original dude in the the show. Dark Shadows. Transcendence. 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 And there goes somebody flushing away again. Flushing down some some things. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, Johnny Depp, Morgan Freeman, uh, and people I don't even know. Oh, Paul Bettany. There you go. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a good guy. Visions in there. And again, going back to to, the, to this thought of transcendence. Yeah, that's interesting. How he would put his brain in there, his mind, not his brain, his mind. Right, like you said. Right. Uploading your consciousness, uploading your thoughts and your memories, which is just insane. Um. All right. Maybe they might be taking a shower. I'm gonna get out of here if this doesn't go away in a second. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I think we're good. We can still hear you, man. That's good. So, Bradley, this actually reminds me of an episode of Snap Judgment, Snap Judgment podcast that I was listening to the other day about a guy whose father was dying, and he spent like hours and hours and hours with his dad, recording his dad, having conversations with his dad, and he's like an MIT guy, probably not MIT, but you know, up on that level of programming and stuff like that. So, what he did was he just basically took his dad's uh, quirky sayings and programmed them in properly to where you basically can talk to him like a chatbot, Chat CPT. <clears throat> it is called Chat CPT, right? Uh, GPT. I don't know. GPT. If chat GPT. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you know, how you can chat. You can talk with Chat GPT, and, and it's very robust. It very it understand it understanding quotes, right? It, it 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 can respond to the queries you give it. Right. And that's just it. Yeah. It's not conscious like we are. That that special sauce of consciousness that probably burns scientists up that they cannot replicate that special sauce. Um, right. I'm happy for those scientists that admit that there is a special sauce that they cannot create. I think there's people out there that that are they have they have so much hubris, and they're they're the ones that are saying no. Uh, computers. Computers can be sentient. Okay, I'm sorry. Dustin, hear me. Sorry about that, man. I dropped mine. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. We're just we're gonna edit this out of the podcast right here. Uh, honey, can you cut that light on for me, honey? Honey, Biscuits just got here live on the podcast. Gen X Reverb. I'm getting out of the closet, honey, because uh, somebody's taking a shower. All yeah, kinds man. of noise up in here. All right, yeah, we'll just edit this out. Tell Honey Biscuits I said hello. Just <laughs> Justin said, "Tell Honey Biscuits I said hello." <laughs> honey, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Can you uh, grab that from under the... There we go. Yeah, so I think we can create robots. I think we can create robots and um, uh, chatbots and things like that to... We can program into them how to sound like humans and be basically human. Right. Um, to respond back with. Yeah. What what it knows to respond back with, right? Gotcha. Right. That's it. That's it, man. And then somebody else will probably... And this is obviously one of billions of episodes of podcasts that have this conversation about whether bots and robots and computers can be sentient. It's like, look, bro, I don't, I don't know how to explain that they can't be sentient. I just know that they're not sentient. I, I don't have the scientific verbiage to explain that you program that all in. And then, and then also what, comes, what they do is they come back at you and say, well, wait a minute, uh, haven't you been programmed? Right. Right, right but it's like, yeah, I've been programmed by the Grand Master Coder, though. I, my code is ultra complex, vastly more complex than what we could ever come up with. Right, and uh, we... We are, we are VR troopers. We, we are, are VR, VR troopers. troopers. That show was terrible. Just so you know, listeners, the it worst was a, live action chumpy little kid show ever. Yeah, just spin off the Power Rangers, man. There you go. Anyway, back to existentialism and depression. Here we go. So, so yeah, it's let me make sure I'm turned, turned up here. Yeah, it's it's not about um, man. It sounded so much better in the closet, like so much better. And the water stopped again, didn't it, honey? Ah, it's all good, man. Okay, it's, so, it's all good with your heavy breathing. Go ahead. Sorry about that, man. Um. <laughs> Um, no, 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 yeah, so here, yeah, it's, it's interesting, I know that there's podcasts out there that cover that particular, uh, type of situation, that type of issue of, uh, existentialism, or actually, just get that word out here, I don't care about that, that's the depressing subject of, is there a purpose to exist, blah, 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 what I'm talking about is consciousness, um, machines like ChatGPT can replicate and learn, machine learning, it does make sense, it, it will do things, but there's just a secret sauce that we, it's impossible for us to break, we can feel it, e each human senses their consciousness, we, and when we look at bugs and dogs and whatnot, and yes, there are people who are gonna listen to this podcast and go, but how do you know? How do you know that that little ant isn't conscious of itself? How do you know? Do you know this? Um, it, it, it just seems intuitive that they don't, that they are not conscious of themselves. Um, we as humans somehow just have this this code. This We know that we are the ones. Yep. There, are, there are no other creatures on this planet or others that we've discovered that are on the same level as us. Yeah, even if they're self-aware. An example of self-awareness, because hum all humans are self-aware, most of us, with the exception of anybody that's a vegetable mm -hmm. because of being in a, a car accident or something like that. Right. So, um, a dolphin... Unlike another animal, will actually once it's shown a picture of itself, it'll it'll it won't get scared of itself and think it think of another, think that it is another dolphin and that it should be protect itself predatorially, 
it will be interested in seeing what is happening. Like, hey, that's me. And they start playing with the mirror and start doing things that otherwise, if it wasn't a dolphin, uh, most other animals would be scared out of their minds and ready to scratch the, the mirror's face, you know? Yeah, like dogs and, and cats and whatnot. So, yeah, that, that, that whole topic is a very interesting, um, probably lots of debate that goes on with that. Um, lots you... of debate, of course. Yeah, and I, I guess I'm not saying anything there. The world just debates anything. So, anyway, that, those, yeah. those are some of the thoughts that we had today. Um, Tell us yeah, what you guys but, think in the comments. No, I'm just joking. We, but we, but we, I did want to point that back over, though, man. I, I, I like the thinking you had there because when I was watching Star Wars Vision, second season here, I watched, the, I, I binged them all. And um, the one of the themes they have this season, that they did have last season, actually, they had the same theme. Um, a lot of these animators are obsessed with Siths. Yeah, it's going, they're going full throttle this season. You're right. Siths. And I thought that uh, Subaki, the, the final episode of the first season, what I find interesting about Subaki is that he's a full-blown, full-grown Jedi. Yeah. Subaki. And he was already a Jedi in the in the Jedi Order, and he became a, a Sith apprentice at the very end of that episode. So I thought that one had a little bit of, little more, more special luster to it, because that Sith Lord Lady um, went after someone who's very powerful. Um, these newer ones, uh, and spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't watched season two, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for you. Bradley, how many episodes did you get through? Um, I just watched uh, Spy Dancer. So, which is the first episode? Mm-mm. Um, like episode six? No, I just watched the one with the, that's more Indian thing. That's the one I just finished. Or I'm finishing. Oh, it. yeah. See, there you go. That one was interesting. Um, it was a little off-putting for me to watch that one because I just I'm just like because it was very Bollywood, right? Extremely. And I thought it was well done from the standpoint of how do people in another country view the same thing that we look at? How, how do they view Star Wars? And I think that was a good rendition of throwing yourself into a different culture. Because man, it was it was Bollywood in in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Bollywood and it got perfect, man. And I actually think the same thing. They did do a good job. They did. They they didn't just pay homage. They I think touched people's hearts that um maybe from that part of the world. Um, we can sit here eating chips and eating burgers and drinking beers or whatever and watch this and be entertained. And the and the point of that episode will go right over our heads, man. Like no, on planet Earth, there's people that are actually starving and having to to deal on a daily basis with corruption mm-hmm. and bandits, banditry, and and um and that's what we saw in that episode, man. Yeah. So it might, it might not really be one of the hottest ones, but that's the one I left off on. Um, I thought I thought their demographic was pretty good on that one. Uh, but to your point, though, Sith, uh-huh. right? Yeah, so it, again, spoiler alert, guys. Um, yeah, they had an Inquisitor. Uh, uh, basically a Bollywood Inquisitor. He showed <laughs> up, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And, and you know, it's, it's basically like, it's, it's funny because you, ha- you have the, the Star Wars aliens, so you're like, okay, this is Star Wars, because you got all these aliens. Like the one alien that kept on getting upset at that Ugnaught. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a little bit overdone, but... Um, <laughs> Whatever, you know, maybe culturally that's something. Yeah, yeah. that might be something. The next time you do that again, mm-hmm. I am gonna. <laughs> uh, but, you know, again, again, it's, I don't even know what a trope is, but I'm just gonna say it. Tired trope. You always say that, and I feel like this is a, a tired, not necessarily a trope, but it's a tired rendition of the, the Padawan Jedis having to hide. Nah, just, when are we gonna end this saga? These, these, Je- these <laughs> Jedis versus the Sith and the Dark dark Force users. Yeah. You know, not, not a can't we all get along, but literally, get these Sith out of here, destroy them all. Um, because they're all incorrigible, right? Sith are incorrigible. They're, they're not going back to the light side. Well, well, I might, from that first episode, that, that might be a little weird to say that. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, the, the Star Wars Visions is a double-edged sword, in my opinion. Um, you're getting all these studios to be able to, um, showcase their animation styles, but they're all, they're also making extra, well, it, it, none of this is canon. Uh, if Ken was here, he would make sure to point that out. Um, this is all just legends. This is all simply what would be if, you know, just what if. If Ardman Studio, who makes um, um, <laughs> Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit, if they had their way, they would take over in their little claymation style. That episode actually is kind of funny. I, I recommend that one because, again, Ardman Studios does not take itself seriously. Yeah, it's lighthearted it's a, and very well done, I think. Yeah, that was a great episode. Um, yep. Anyway, man, I'm going to go Star Wars Visions because I'm curious on the on the voice characters on some of these, man. I think, um, did you see the French one? The one that was very French? Yeah, the spy dancer, the dance spy or whatever. Very... Oh, oh, that's what you were talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So what do you think about that one? I thought the story on that one was magnificent. I, I would say, I, I would say so far of the ones that I've watched, that one is definitely a 10 out of 10. Just, um, the animation style is deceptively crusty, um, deceptively lazy. It's like they don't really start showcasing their abilities at that particular studio, whatever artist they're using, um, until action happens. Um, but anyway, regardless of that, they put the emphasis on the story. Um, I won't spoil it. Just go ahead and when you when you, if you do watch it, it, it's it's a little nugget, it's a little gem. They actually took time to tell a good story, and it, it, it's very very palatable story in my opinion. Yeah. So the the lead actress in that particular story, I went ahead and made the assumption that that was uh, you know, I, I'm a dumb American, you know, I made the assumption that that was Maul from Inception, uh, Marion Cotillard, 
million côté large. And I'm no. a dumb American and I drive a Ram. A, a Ram. A Dodge Ram. And I wear Duluth. <laughs> Duluth shorts. I wear shorts. Duluth undies and shorts. D Duluth, yeah, Duluth. There you go. No, but it, it turns out, as a dumb American and, and, and um, whatever. Um, yeah, French people all sound the same, it turns out. So you can get any random French woman who's an actress, right? And, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to tell the difference on, on animation. And I'm sure that's the same case with American voices and stuff. There's going to be a lot of people from France that are going to be like, dude, I don't even know what you're, who right. that is. Um, this actress, her name is uh, Cam Camille Cotin. Camille Cotin. And uh, she uh, was, uh, shout out, by the way, she's 44 years old, born in 1978. So good on her for that. Gen X. Not that that matters, but that's kind of Oh, cool. it does. This is Gen X Reverb. It does <laughs> Gen X Reverb. Me and Bradley were born in uh, 1978. So that's cool. Very, very good. Uh, uh, shouts and cheers on that. Um, so she played, uh, what's, what's the character's name? I thought was kind of cool. She had a cool name. I think um, it was just Louis. With, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis. But let's not spoil too much, man. This is a good one. Okay, let's cool. So we're not even going to get into that one. You guys, you know what? I'm sorry. Just watch that episode and you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Now, I want to go into the voice actor for uh, one of the last episodes, which I thought, man, if this is him, I'm happy for him. Okay, so I didn't see past that episode I told you about, so don't spoil anything for me, young spoiler. Okay, can I spoil any vo vo voiceovers? Mm. Uh, nah, I won't. Go ahead. Because it's it's nobody that's anybody. I, it's, I, it, it sounded like it was somebody, but it's not. And again, that's because if you're from a certain part of planet Earth, you don't need to be anybody that's been in 700 different movies. You can just be you because you sound like somebody who's been in 700 different movies. Does that make sense? 100% <laughs> it makes sense, man. Basically, we're not as special as... I mean, we're all special in, in, a, in a particular sense, but we're not all that unique and special that, oh, hey, Bradley Gaines is the only one who can voice this. Just him. Him alone. If you look at his voice, this whole movie is shot. Who plays Star, Star Commander? Star Captain? Uh, um, Lieutenant Crunch. Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt! Chris, Chris Pratt! Pratt. Only, only Chris Pratt can do Mario's voice, guys. Only, only. Christopher Prattables. Yeah. I, I saw the, uh, I saw the, uh, the little, little YouTube guy with, that has the, uh, characters with the big eyes on all his reviews. Um, <laughs> I, I saw, I saw his review of Super Mario Brother movie, Brothers, and he goes, uh, it turns out that, uh, the Mario Brothers really don't talk like that. It just turned out that they need to talk like that in a commercial. So when they're not in the commercial, they talk normally. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, thank you for bagging on that. Because that was dumb, in my opinion. Yeah. You need to keep them saying, it's a me, Mario. Um, just like we've been hearing for years, but, you know, Nintendo doesn't care. I think it's the cultural insensitivity, which is what they pointed out, spoiler alert, in the movie. Um, so, I guess people see it, though. Cultural insensitivity? I, I, that's my guess. Like, are you guys making fun of Italians? Are you, are you laying on the Italian accent thickly? Is this offensive to Italian people? Is this offensive to Italians in Italy? Is this offensive to Italians the world over <laughs> that live in different countries? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, You know. Mm, I, I would have, I don't know. I feel like people talk openly and freely about Italians, and I think most Italians take it as a badge of honor. Like, I think when people say to me, and we're so random, we are so random, Bradley. Um, people say to me, man, you, you, you gesture a lot, bro. You, you're, like, really animated like an Italian. I'm like, bro, you can just say that? Yeah, yeah, you, there you go. You, you can just say that? Because you're not just going to say, you, <laughs> you're not going to say, man, you black people. You, you're not going to say that. Or you, you gesture a lot like black people. Yeah, it's nobody's going to say that. Yeah, it is very interesting. What uh, is culturally acceptable? What's socially acceptable to be able to say? And it's funny, as Americans, we know what we can and what we can't say. Yeah, oh, no, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Arthur, you're going to get beat up if you say that. Arthur. Just, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Arthur, yeah, yeah. I know this is your first day <laughs> at high school in the United States, man, but no, don't, don't, don't do that. Arthur, Arthur, why, why are you pronouncing it that way, man? Uh, I'm just trying to make it cultural, like, you know, like, like an actual cultural uh, ethnic name from Europe, some country. Oh, okay, Ar Arthur. Arthur. Hey, Arthur. <laughs> okay, got you. All right, that wasn't getting over. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> My bad. Uh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, what, what were we talking about? We're talking about uh, Star Wars Visions. And, yeah, and I was going to try to talk more about Visions. I feel like you're going to shut me down if I try to talk more about these Sith. Well, no, talk about the Sith. I'm saying just don't spoil it for me. Like, if this, you know, don't spoil the one, voice one actor. One second, man. One second. I have a family. I have kids. Give me a second. All right, man. Sorry about that. I had to pause for a station identification. This is Al McCoy with the Phoenix Suns. Al McCoy. Thaku's menswear. Yeah, nice, hey, huh? we just found out from Cousin Chambers, Mark, um, that Al McCoy for the Phoenix Suns, he, he calls the games uh, on KTAR, um, Sports Talk, or, or is it KTAR? No, no, not, not KTAR. He does it on the, the AM station, whatever that is here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is his last year. Yeah. Looks like, uh, it looks like uh, Al McCoy will be calling uh, probably two or three more games, and that's it, man. <sighs> oh, yeah, Al McCoy, man. How old is Al McCoy? Date of birth, April 26, 1933. Uh, I don't do math, so that's, he's something. He's 90. He's an old guy. Yeah, wow, he's 90. Yeah, he needs to retire. His brain is not going to be able to withstand all that. It's just a lot. I, I wonder, man, how do people deal with being in Hollywood and in sports, you know, in the NBA and stuff? How do you deal with that? How do you? What do you mean specifically? Like, what's motivating cope? you to say that? How do you cope with being up till, you know, 11, 11 p.m. or 9 p.m. or uh, 9 p.m.? That sounds so weird. <laughs> I'm so washed up, huh? Hey, by the way, cope? it's 8.55 p.m. here in Phoenix, and I'm completely fine. But I'm just saying... Like, how do you cope with playing a game, you know, starting at 7 p.m., it's done at, like, 10 p.m., and then you still have all this nightlife to get to? How do you cope? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, how do they, how do they do their job? 
sports professional athletes in particular you're talking about, how do professional athletes do their job during the season and then still during the season go out and lead a life of debauchery? <laughs> right. To the wee right. hours of the early morning. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? And, and on top of that, how do you do that knowing that if you didn't do that, you would become a dramatically better player. How do you do that in that instance? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the young guys, I get. They, they don't understand. They, they really seriously, you don't know what you don't know. They'll only know once it's too late. They'll be old and, uh, and by old, I mean they'll be in their 30s. In the <laughs> <NBA>. <laughs> they'll be in their 30s. Old for the NBA, right? Yeah. Uh, NFL, same thing, right? What, like 30s? They'll be to that age when they finally figure it out. And now they can be the voice of reason to somebody younger, but then it's just a repeating cycle. The get to sleep, young man. They don't know what they don't know. So you, you, you can listen or you can just go play Call of Duty until <laughs> 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Um, because that's what they play. really want to do. Yeah. I saw Markeith or Marcus, one of them, Marcus Morris, Markeith Morris. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I saw my GameStop right around the corner from my house, right here. Mm-hmm. I walked into GameStop. I was like, is that, there's a Morris brother in here. Bro, he was in GameStop. They just told you where his priorities were. And by the way, I'm not condemning him for having that as a priority. That's fine. That's your life. You are your own person do you think but i mean it is gonna affect your game which clearly we've seen you know they've, they've they've gotten some good shine in the nba but you know if they're staying up till three o'clock in the morning you know t- till till one o'clock playing video games and then till three o'clock clubbing or whatever they do I-, I don't know man i don't that's not good that's not good for your game bro well yeah yeah yeah. you're just talking about logic and wisdom like hey eat healthy and feel good or eat ice cream all day and feel horrible right is that what you're talking about like yeah that- that's exactly right and and, and, I, and I of course I'm not a star, so there you go. There you have it. I can I can do what I want to do, and I can be miserable when I wake up in the morning because I had, you know, six scoops of, uh, of chocolate malted crunch. That's a random one from Mark right there. Chocolate uh, malted crunchables. At, at one o'clock in the morning. It's like, bro, you're not 19 anymore, man. Yeah, and even when you were, right? Like, come on, bro. Maybe once in a while, but not every day. That's all Pure good, sugar. Yeah. yeah, straight straight up sugar. So um, it doesn't look like me and you, are just for my own sanity, we're not getting into um, uh, live streaming versus... Uh, no, we shouldn't, and the reason why is because me and you are completely pro uh, uh, Netflix. Whatever, what do you call that? Streaming, service? pro streaming, right, right. We're, we're pro streaming. streaming. We're absolutely against the, you know get these bunny ears out of here. Get get it. <laughs> get get cable out of here as well. Cable and bunny ears, get out of here. That is just that. What? No. So yeah, let's get some objectivity with Mark and Kenny and record that up. But uh, yeah, there's that. Now, uh, Bradley, I haven't looked this up, man, but I will tell you. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, and um, see, I don't even want to go into AI. We've talked enough about AI. We've talked a lot about AI, and I think there's enough stuff out there about AI. Chat, chat GPT is about to take over the world in the next five, six years. It'll, it'll be over pretty soon, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever, no big deal, right? Existen- that takes us back to existentialism, man. I'm not worried. You worried? Well, of course not. We have we have a hope, man. Right. <laughs> you know who doesn't? All the all the people who live within the world of Star Wars. There's always that le- looming uh, reality. Oh man, the dark side can uh, see. Get me out of this world. Get me out of this reality because this is never gonna be over. The dark side can come to get you. No, yeah. it can't. It doesn't exist, bro. And yeah, that's it's fine, man. Suspension of reality, I guess, you know, people want that um, because they're tired yeah. of this world. But just like over drinking, you know, dr- abusing anything, we don't want to abuse the Mess entertainment you up. Yeah, you don't want to sink so deeply into a fictional universe that you begin to actually think you're some type of a, you're the one, you know. And that's what it always usually is. is you, these movies make, these intellectual properties make money because they're able to put impressionable persons into the spotlight. Um, like make, they can make you feel usually children that they are the one you know they are the one that the very much so one. that is not hard to do at all by the way because children already think that just based on nothing <laughs> okay that genuinely so... made me laugh <laughs> and Justin you have the creds to say that man you have two daughters and you're basically saying well, from jump no from my, my sweet girls they're not that dumb um, and they're not yeah, dumb by the way father. but there's parents out there that don't check their kids and help them to appreciate you, you need to slow down um there's other people out there who will who will run circles around you in any any um you know category. So just slow down, okay? You, yeah. You got you got some talents, and so be happy with those talents. Um, but I do like to see smiles on my kids' faces. They do watch uh, the Amazing Spider-Man on uh, Disney Plus, little the little nice. kid version. Yeah. And uh, you know they like to fly. They'll put capes on their um. They'll tie towels around their necks and fly around the house. Hmm. And and that's I was, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know girls did this. Girls did this too. Okay, I thought this was just for boys. But okay. <laughs> he thought that was just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was only boys, but but girls they like doing the same thing. Um. And I like to see that. However, I help them to appreciate, like, come on now, come back to reality. You, this is just, I mean, How to Train Your Dragon, as wonderful as it would be to live in that universe, it is fake. It's not real. Yeah, that, that's interesting, man. You have that challenge as a parent to help your kids snap out of reality and help them to, to deal emotionally with the turmoil of coming to, to terms with the fact that that is not a reality. Well, I, I want to train the dragon and fly, and I, I am the one. Yeah. I am the chosen one. Nah, you're, you're not. Nah, neither is Hiccup. Just, just in the movie. <laughs> uh, and it's fun. It really is. It's fun. It's a diversion. Of reality, but again, back to your point, man. It's so true. We binge everything, we watch everything, and people are just—they've they've crammed all this stuff 
you know, shout out to Tony Baker right Tony there. Tony Baker, Cramuel. Cram, Cramuel Jackson, man, Cram. Uh, they have crammed all this <laughs> entertainment, and it's just like, man, bro, will you stop watching so much stuff? Go outside for 20 minutes. Go outside, man. Watch a sunset. Watch a sunrise. Listen to the birds chirp. Like, focus in on them for 20 minutes, man. Yeah, I'm with you, Justin, because there is so much content out there, especially when you're out and you're around uh, millennials and Gen Zers and they say stuff, you know, different cartoons and shows. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. My, my repository is filled to the brim already with stuff that I don't even want in there. So I don't want to introduce any extra stuff inside that, man. We are for Our generation's already got Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Um... I'm actually golden right there. I don't need any more. <laughs> you don't need any more. And I was going to say, when you said Marvel, I was like, man, I'm all full up. I need a complete Marvel break, like a cleanse. Like, just, ugh, Marvel. It's just too much, man, too much. And and, and Disney's okay with that. They're like, no worries, no worries. It's okay. Hey, you're good, you, sir. You'll, you you'll take a break. More. You take a break, but there's a bunch of other people out here that don't understand what you know, that they need to take a break, too. So we're going to capitalize on that. Yeah, Thank bring you. your kids in. Wakanda forever. Go ahead and make sure that the Dora Maloje do a show here in the afternoon here at Disney uh, California Adventure. And then uh, Iron Man's going to walk by, and then we're going to get a Thor. He'll be coming by over here at uh, the Adventures Campus. Um, sir, take all your negativity right on outside the park. Take care. Oh, bye-bye. Okay, I was about to say something that I thought. Can I, before I take all my negativity, can I just... <laughs> um, no, right there. There's the... Egg. <laughs> Make there's one the last egg. comment about... <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Ooh. just trying to personify Disney at California Adventure, but go ahead, man. So we, we appreciate Disney giving us a token celebration of bald black women. Uh, <laughs> Dora Maloje, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Disney. Um, <laughs> what are we watching here? I didn't see the, the celebration, though. I didn't see the show. Was it a good show, was it a good show at California Adventure? Um, you talk about the Dora Maloje thing? Yeah, what, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was cool. Oh, cool, uh, the cool, kids cool. get involved and she just go, gets up there and you know she's she's dressed up. I don't know if she's a koje. I think she is. Or excuse me, a koje. Um, but either way, slice it. Yeah, it's cool to see her talking with the uh, Wakandan accent, um, which really is just the default African accent. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was entertaining. It's the default African accent with a little royalty added to it. A little, a little, little royalty. royalty. <laughs> a little a royal Britishness accent. added into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the default African accent through uh, Queens or not Queens? That's New York. Uh, through through uh, London. Yes. Through the land of the monarchs, bro. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, full up. We are full up. Go ahead and let's flush this toilet. Let's go ahead and cleanse everything out. Um, let's let's spray this down with some. Uh, let's get this restroom cleaned up and let's just keep it clean for a while. Let's don't let's don't. Hank Pym walks up behind you when you say that. He walks up. Hey, wait. Are you sure? You sure you don't want a, a big chicken sandwich from my Pym Particle restaurant over here? Hank, we're good. We're good, man. Yeah. Just just so Hank, break. Is, Hank is the, the older one. You're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. The other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about Hank. I'm talking about the older one. Oh, he uh, didn't do his voice very good. Man. I didn't do his voice. Ah, uh, I don't know if I can do it. He gotta sound more. I'm not doing it good either, but <laughs> he definitely doesn't sound all spry and energetic like you. Not at all. Not oh, okay. So I was too spry for being Hank Pym. Okay, you're the other guy. You're Ant Man. You were. Uh, I was being Ant Man. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whatever his name is. Which, by the way, did we even podcast on that? Did we release that podcast? Did we actually get that on the air? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We recorded an episode with with Ant Man. <gasps> the multiverse. The, uh, oh my goodness, Bradley. I am so sorry that I did not upload that. That's amazing that I'm finding that out wait, on wait, air, man. Maybe you did upload it. Let's let's make sure. Let's make sure, man. Because gonna... we just spoiler alert, friends out there. We we destroyed that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think that's a spoiler. That's not even it... a spoiler. I think the people that want to listen to it want us to destroy it. Let's go to the website, which is called Anchor, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna go up in here and see if we have. Oh man, please, please, please tell me it's already up. Let me. It's got to be. I think I just it's it's been. Yeah. It's been over a month since we We're... went to go see that dumb movie. Um, okay, we're being boom booms right now, not remembering stuff, man. Hey, uh, I can't remember what I had for dinner tonight, guys. Hey, uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boom booms. <hey>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't release it. We did wow. not release that. Let me let me make sure that that is even in the uh, that that's that's nuts. That is nuts, man. I, I can't keep I can't keep track, guys. I have kids, everybody. I have kids. Boom booms. I can't is keep track of anything. So time goes by so fast. You guys don't even understand. Time just goes by so fast. Did, um, did we actually record successfully an entire episode demolishing Ant-Man in the quantum Antverse? I, I think we, we talked about it so often in our, our own personal chat. So anyway. Yep. Yeah. Let's, oh, wait. Nope. Marvel chat. Welcome to another episode of Gen X Reverb. This episode hosts Bradley and Dustin, a.k.a. The Golden Twins. Today's That's episode. it. That's yeah, the one. That's the one. we released it. We released no, no, no. No, we didn't. Today's we episode is a small rundown of all blah, 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 blah. That's the blah, day blah, blah, we recorded it. Ah. We recorded, we, we bashed Ant-Man and then cut all that out and released the Marvel chat. That's what happened. So, yes. And um, I listen. I'll, I'll listen to it again. I mean, it, it'll sound. I think that episode's gonna sound a lot like the one we're recording right now. Me and you are not in rhythm. We're 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 uh, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson right now, man. Today against <laughs> the uh, the Lakers, man. We need to go ahead and have a seat on the bench, man. Just, I, I think yeah. I, just, I didn't have any coffee before getting on this one, but I'm just gonna say this, man. Uh, Suns won the other day, so we our last little uh, episode 61, which is a hot take. Me, Justin, Mark. We were talking about Suns. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Mark, the plan is working. Suns got one, so we're one to two now against um, the Memphis. Excuse me, the Denver Nuggets. Unfortunately, the Denver Golden Berries, yeah. The, yep. the Denver strike the ground and find nuggets in it with your pickaxe uh, team. <laughs> the the Lakers, 
they beat the Golden State Warriors three with their three one now. So that's not it's not uh, that's that's going well for the Suns if the Suns get to play the Lakers because that would no be no the Lakers are two one now. Oh, it's the two La- one. Yeah, the Lakers split the two in Golden State and now they they won the first one in LA. So Golden State needs to win game number two. So we're gonna have to see what Steve Kerr and Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and, and Draymond Green come up with. Uh, I think Draymond got in foul trouble. Um, and they had to pull him out. And Kevon Looney, by the way, Kevon Looney obviously is a good player, guys. Um, uh, he is definitely no DeAndre Aiden on the Suns, which they entirely pulled out last night. Like DeAndre Aiden, I, I need to look at his minutes, but I don't think he played the entire game. Um, that might be I, good. No, no, it is good. It, it, it was the white guy that came, that, that, that that's always on the bench, and he was playing phenomenally. Not and Shamit. So, He's not white. What is Shamit? Egyptian or something? Uh, Shamit is like a Middle Eastern, I, I believe. I don't know. I don't know. Some kind of Middle Middle Eastern. Uh, but I may be wrong about that, so don't quote me, anybody. Um. But no, no, I don't know. See, the thing is, is I don't even want to take the time to learn people's names. The sons are just going to trade them. As soon as they get good, sons. Good, goodbye, man. We don't need you. You're too good. Jock Landell. Center. Jock Landell. Landell. Landell is, is I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, he's I'm better than Aiden my, is what you're saying. He's better than Aiden. And I'm racking my brain trying to figure out, except for this. This is what organizations do. They go, nope, we're paying him uh, 90% more than we're playing Landell, than we're paying him. So no, Aiden better be on the court. Yeah, it, it's, that's, they shouldn't make decisions like that. That's dumb. But needless to say, we don't hear all the stuff that gets discussed behind closed doors. Jock Landell from Australia. Yeah, man, if he's, if he's gonna get us a chip, throw him in. Put Aiden on the bench and um, eat your eat your money. Uh, and he's sons. an Aussie, so what does that tell you, bro? He's got heart. Um, he's like uh, like the other Australian guy that was on Golden State Warriors. Man, who was the big guy that was mm-hmm. on the Warriors that won a championship? Um, what you Bogut, uh, Andrew Bogut. He and he was tough. Bogut, uh, just, Bogut. Generally speaking, that's the viewpoint of Australians. Australians have heart. We take we take stingray stingray venomous uh, quills. We take those to the heart. If this guy says anything about shrimp on the bobbies, oh uh, yeah, shrimp on the bobbies. <laughs> shrimp on the bobbies. I'm gonna go and kick that. <laughs> Steve Allen. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the little stereotypes of Australians, man, that's not, I don't know what that is. But yeah, yeah, interesting, man, just analyzing the Suns really quickly. Yeah, absolutely, man, 2-1 uh, with uh, the Nuggets and then, yeah, Lakers. And so, yes, we are winning the Lakers to go ahead and take the Golden State Warriors because if the Golden State Warriors come in good form against the Suns, then they're going to destroy the Suns. Or not, it just depends. If the Suns can continue basically with... Oh, it can be a shootout, though. It can be a shootout between KD Devin and Booker. Devin Booker and, uh, you know, the Splash Pain. Brothers. Yeah. Except, except for the facts are that their percentage is much higher on the, on the Golden State Warriors. I think they actually have more three-point shooters, too, between Peyton between, um, what's his name, Wiggins? Wiggins can shoot threes. Um, the other guy that they just gave a billion dollars to, the one that Draymond Green cracked his, his jaw open. Um, <laughs> um, wait, what? He didn't crack it open, but I'm saying he socked him in, in practice. Oh, I have no idea, man. Y- young guy, bushy eyebrows. Young young guy. Um, Golden State Warriors roster, I'm Googling right now. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, you, you have to Jordan give me Poole. a reason to run. Pull, 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 pull. There you go, Jordan Poole. Okay. Um, Jordan Poole. Can hit, yeah, he punched Jordan Poole, and that's. I think that's not insignificant. I think that's not insignificant by any means that he punched his own teammate. So, uh, we'll see what happens to them after this this season's over. Uh, but anyway, man, that's weird punching a teammate. Anyway, going back to what I was saying about the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers. Um, the Lakers destroyed the Golden State Warriors tonight, right? 127 to 97. That's disgusting. Yeah, it is um, disgusting. It's embarrassing. It shouldn't happen. That's a 30 point game, man. Man, that's, that's bad. How that happened? You said Draymond Green got in foul trouble. I'll watch the YouTube highlight later. But anyway, yeah, that's not good for the Suns. I mean, that, that is good for the Suns. I take that back. But however you slice it, if the Nugget diggers, the, the, the pickaxers, if they defeat the Suns, which they likely will, um, they're going to make easy work, in my opinion, of either team, Lakers or Golden State Warriors. Not Golden State. Lakers, maybe. Not Golden State. The Golden State Warriors can can hang with them. Um, they're not hanging actually, with the Lakers, man. Actually, actually, I'm wrong about that. I'm wrong. I just thought about it because Denver is formidable. Um, their their game inside and outside is, is top notch. I yeah. just thought about that. Jamal Murray, when he wants to play, he scores. He 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 scored like crazy on the game that they lost, which was weird. Did, right? you, did you say when he wants to play? Yeah, but he he didn't show up at the game that they won, the last game in Denver. He scored like two points. It was ridiculous. What is wrong with these players, man? I don't know, Justin. And that's the thing about the NBA that that I, I you have off games. I get it. Um, and also, Suns were playing really scrappy defense, so it was one of those ugly games that that uh, the Nuggets still pulled off. Um, Jokic, Jokic, he um. He did a just a good job. He scored a lot. I can't remember what he got, like 40-something points. Um, player of the game, I'm sure. So who cares? But anyway, go Suns. Um, Blue Lakers. I am irritated that the Lakers got 127 against Golden State, 97. Um, I do not need the Lakers to have another championship. They've got enough. Just the, the team itself, the colors, everything, the hubris of Los Angeles. I'm just like, ugh. Just 100%. No. You already know I don't like Lakers, but oh well. Get out of here. But yeah, you and Mark called it on the, um, the hot take that we did. I did not know that the Lakers were a worldwide uh like intellectual property. I didn't know that there was that many fans, but you called it, man. They're the Cowboys of the NBA. This is not a sports podcast, by the way. We're just really just going. We off just happen to like the playoffs in the NBA, everybody. That's all. We just happen to like that. Um, yeah, the, the Lakers appeal to um all the kids back in high school who used to instigate fights all the time. That's that's who the Lakers appeal to. <laughs> the Lakers are the base. They 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 completely take up the uh, base qualities of humans. That's the Lakers fan base, huh? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. It, it, it's it's. Uh, I want to be cool. I want to be cool. Okay, man. Well, you don't have to like the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I do. Let me go get some Lakers gear, bro. I love hey, the Lakers. Lakers yeah, I love them. I've always loved them. No, you haven't. Stop. 
But at the same time, uh, yeah, yeah. I can argue in their in their regard. Um, you know, hey, they won. Showtime. If you like that kind of stuff, and <laughs> all the people that like the Lakers and talk about Showtime, I'm like, bro, bro, were you even born when Showtime Lakers were were uh happening? I think what I on another podcast. I, I guess I just didn't memory. What is Showtime Lakers? What is that? Oh, uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Um, um, short, short um, Lakers. Got it. Yeah. Short, short, shorty boys. Um, Boxer thigh Lakers. Got it. Michael, Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson's dad. Um, what's the dude that had late night TV show? What's his name? Um. um He's, he's only to, famous to me from that, not not for being on the Lakers. I had to watch a documentary and be like, oh, he was on the Lakers? Wow. Um, no idea, man. Uh, who's the other guy? Um, I don't know. Like Macy Green. No, no, no. He's black. Uh, Lakers. Showtime Lakers roster. Showtime. This Man, this podcast is Showtime Lakers. <laughs> uh, let's just put this up, man. Don't, let's just, this is a science experiment. We'll okay. Who listens to it. And if, anybody gets, <laughs> if anybody gets to the point about where we're bagging on the Lakers, <laughs> they can say something. We'll, we'll know if they listen or not. Yeah. Uh, 1986, 1987. Ah, I, I think the Showtime Lakers lasted long, longer than that. Man, it's not giving me the roster. Man, Kareem, your shorts, bro. <laughs> so- long socks, short shorts. Tiny shorts, man. Uh, so Michael Thompson, uh, what's his name? Go- Goofball McGee. I mean, let me get these. Let me get these guys' names, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. You say I'm, Goofball I'm... McGee. Yeah. Kurt Rambis. Kurt, Kurt Rambis was on the Showtime Lakers. Okay. Um, Michael. The other. <sighs> Give me a second, man. This is dumb. When I type in Showtime Lakers roster, it Google. brings up the current team. Yeah, I get you. You need to just give me that. Give me exactly what I asked for. Okay, Showtime basketball. Showtime era, they're 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 making this too hard, man. James Worthy, there you go, James Worthy. Worthy. Oh, here's the, here's the roster: Magic Johnson, Michael Cooper, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Byron Scott, Kurt Rambis, A.C. Green, another retired son, Jamal Wilkes, uh, Michael Thompson, Norm Nixon, and this is the infamous Bob McAdoo. Got it. Bob McAdoo was on the Showtime Lakers. Okay, just his last name makes him sound like some goofy white dude. He's yeah. a black guy, though. McAdoo. I, I felt like he was black all this time, but yeah, every time I hear McAdoo from California, I'm just like, man, just stop. I don't know who that is. Smackadoo. Mac- Macaroons. Yeah, um, that's, that's a pretty good squad, man. Um, okay, yeah. Bada boom, bada bang. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, it's, it, it is what it is. <clears throat> it's, it, I, can't, I can't pontificate enough. Why do I keep saying pontificate? I, I can't articulate. Come on! Articulate! Mm-hmm. I can't articulate enough how much I'm... My theory, I know it has to hold true, that big... Demographics, big areas of the world have the, the clout. They have the power, the moving power to actually buy championships. Yeah. So it's to me, it makes it, it, that Texas and California, Florida, um, New York, you know, the biggest, the biggest powerful states in the union have multiple championships and multiple sports. Um, I mean, sports are fair. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, to a degree. But it just seems like there's always like a mafia behind the scenes. And I, I guess really, without getting into the science of all of it, yeah, I just have a bad taste in my mouth with, um, I guess it's not even the Lakers I dislike. I, I think I just dislike. California team culture. And not California team. Let me not indict Californians. Californians have done nothing wrong. It's a wonderful state to be in. Um, I, I dislike bandwagon culture. That's what it is. I just need to talk myself through it. And it's basically it's the same thing you were just saying 10 minutes ago, right? Uh, People so that yeah. like the Lakers are the, are the, the extreme bandwagoners. Like your yeah. wife, man. I will indict her specifically. Because <laughs> she, yeah. she jumps from team to team, man. Wherever. She follows LeBron. Wherever LeBron goes, which to me is, is ridiculous. However, I respect it. I respect it, but I did want to just put another nice uh, hard R on that. That is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous but that's yeah, okay it is it, it is okay man i just can't stomach going for the most powerful mecca in the room man and that's i just why, why do i want to go for the team that's obviously gonna win and it just feels wrong you know i don't know why i said mecca uh whatever i just can't go for the most overpowered superhero oh yeah man superman well of course there's no superhero more powerful than he is yeah. in the dc universe yeah you know i think that's funny man um and, and we're probably gonna wrap up here pretty quick here because because this is fizzling but yeah we're, um, we're getting drained man you can hear it in my voice go ahead no that's okay i think that's interesting how many people like and i'm talking about like grown men grown 40 year old 35 year old men like superman super which, underwear guy which i'm okay with that's fine but at some point and this is the thing i know about people they don't think like me that's for sure don't they go, man, there's so many people walking around with Superman paraphernalia. Like, hanging up in their car and their shirts and their... Like, I- I'm gonna go ahead and not like Superman because too many other people like him. <laughs> yeah. People don't do that. They just, they go, oh, dude, you're a Superman fan too? Yay! Yeah. We're, we're all basically... It's I'm weird. with you. No, I- I'm with you. Whenever I see sports team logos in the back of people's cars or anything, it's, yeah, it's, it's a community that I just don't want to belong to. And I, I don't know okay, the reason cool. necessarily. But I'm with you. Yeah, I don't like going for the most popular, most obvious winner. You know, it's just like, well, this isn't interesting anymore. It's uh, Oh, you like Batman too? Okay, well, let me take this shirt off. You know? <laughs> uh, ugh, I don't want to be associated with you. Uh, and it's like, it's so many people just like, dude, come on, we get it. Batman, more more Batman movies. But why does everybody continue to just love all these different characters? Yeah, whatever, man. It's, it's all good. You guys do your thing out there. So here, uh, the one last thing I will say then is, is now I get it. There's people who hate Star Wars. Like, with a passion. Like, ah, tired of Star Wars. I wish people would stop talking to me about it. I don't like it. Da, da, da. That's probably how they feel. 
is the way we feel. We the way we feel about the Lakers and other big teams and franchises that are just like, ah, oh, that's great. This is clunky and junky. Um, and, and and also that's another reason why I don't like uh, the LeBron at all is because he's just a big tank. It's like it doesn't take effort for him to win. I mean, it does now that he's in 36 years old. Yeah, it but he was now. never fun to watch. I was like, this isn't basketball. It's like you gotta make another league for him. Let him be the uh, the the default size, the small size for his league, like the Philistine league. Like this is this is not good anymore. He's just running through people like a big overgrown Hulk. Okay, yay, he got another championship. Oh, surprise, surprise. <clears throat> now, there are going to be the passionate people out there. Surprise, surprise that he hasn't really won more than four. That's amazing to me. I, yeah, I'm amazed that he's yeah. not won more than four championships. Yeah, attrition. I mean, his body is just, he's got ice packs on his knees, and, <laughs> and which yeah. is great. This but is also, you know what he did, too, is he, he didn't think it through. Think it through. Mm-hmm. He didn't go, you know what, if I leave Miami, bro, that's just going to take even more, that's going to take more work to, to build another championship. Yeah, yeah. build up again. Because they didn't win in Cleveland the very next year, and I don't think they won the, the year after that. I don't think so. And they like, won bro, one in Cleveland. But not, not in, it took like three or four years for that to happen. What, what, what a waste of time is what you're saying. That's a waste of time, talking about attrition. And so it's like, I would be kicking myself, me personally. I, like, hey, if you make the decision to be in Miami, stay in Miami, man. You, you did all that hubaloo, hubbub, or whatever you want to call it's it. It's still the Bush Club. I'm going to take my talents to the South Beach, man. Okay, now that you've taken your talents, man, stay, stay your talents in South <laughs> Beach for the rest of your career. <laughs> Even if Chris Bosh gets sick, you need to get another big man, and Dwayne Wade's going to get old, and you got to just keep going. You can do it. You could have won more cha- In my opinion, I feel like LeBron could have won more championships had he stayed in Miami. Maybe, maybe he'd be at six by now. Maybe. And it's funny that you should say that. We could keep going for another hour talking about even the why of that. The only reason for another championship at this point is to beat those who have come before him. Michael Jordan has set the bar. Um, the Bulls have set the bar, excuse me. Let me give credit mm-hmm. to the entire team. Mm-hmm. But we give it to Michael Jordan mainly because he's the, the, the catalyst, Phil Jackson, and, and et cetera, Scottie Pippen, blah, blah, blah. Um, good job, guys. You got six championships. Am I correct? Or seven? Is seven? Uh, yeah, no, Michael Jordan, six championships. Kobe and, um, Tim Duncan, five. Um, Clay, or excuse me, Steph, Clay, and LeBron, four. Uh, so yeah, there you go. They are, they're setting themselves up for failure, as long story short here. It's, it's, uh, they're in a rat race. They're in a rat race. I'd like to, I'd like to talk about what JJ, JJ Reddick was saying the other day, and I think this is actually fun. I know we're getting ready to end the podcast, but this is actually interesting to me, because I was like, oh! I didn't know this. Like, this is the answer I've been looking for for a long time. Like, why do we even keep bringing all these old bums up? The dude that won 11 championships or 12 championships or 10, what's his name? Bill Russell? Oscar Robinson? I don't know. B- Bill Russell. Know. With the Celtics. Bill Russell. Okay. The guy with all that hair. He looks like he's like a Simpson character. He looks like they drew him. Like the way his face looks. <laughs> You're talking about the really tall, shaky gentleman that always presents some award at the end of the season? That guy. Bill yeah. Russell. And he has, yeah. Um, okay. So Bill Russell has like 8 million championships. J.J. Reddick was like, <laughs> J.J. Reddick was like, you know, you know why we can't bring up Bill Russell? He goes, I respect him. I respect you guys' opinion on him. Um. And this is only like a week old, so you can guys go, go back to First Take if you want to. First Take podcast and go see if you can find that episode where they're talking about the Mount Rushmore of the NBA and why Bill Russell really isn't even on the Mount Rushmore. He said because guys didn't know how to shoot. It's that simple. Nobody yeah. can make shots back then. Nobody. Yeah. He goes, if you look at the rebound stats, they're through the roof because nobody knew how to shoot. <laughs> he goes, so Bill Russell was a phenomenal player for that era. And he's very clear when he said that. Not for today's league. So you're comparing LeBron and Michael Jordan to Bill Russell. Bill Russell, eh, while wonderful, was in a league where he could just run through people. Um, and even the guy that had the, uh, the 100 point game, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, well, in that era, you had a 100 point game. Then, then's when you had it. Not now. Yeah, 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 yeah. easy to, 100%. I think the average basketball viewer overlooks that and actually doesn't care about that or even know about that. They're not even paying attention to the game, in my opinion, when they get to the court. They're just drinking beer and having a good time. <laughs> Seriously, right? 15, $20 tequila in a plastic cup. So it's $20 margarita with um, 90% ice filled up to the top. <laughs> Cost him $20, man. Gladly getting gouged. Like, here, take my money and give me very little in return. Like, absolutely hysterical to get seats that cost $15,000 courtside. Um, yeah, th- courtside, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the machine, man. The machine is making money. And so that's all that Bill Russell needs to be a part of. Um, you're, you're, JJ Reddick and yourself and, and anybody who shares an opinion, you're 100% correct because we adjust for inflation when it comes to currency. Let's, let's adjust for inflation when it comes to the NBA. <laughs> I, I agree. Bill Russell's uh, dollar um, Back then, you know, today, his dollar would probably be worth uh, maybe 10 cents, if that, you know. Yeah, his dollar back then would have got him 800 snow cones, 550 pieces of Bazooka Joe, um, and 13 steak dinners, man. <laughs> Here at the turn of the century in 1900, horse and buggy, I'm going to take my darling out and we're going to get some, some delicious vittles on this dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, come on, man, just for inflation, dude. Those dudes were not working out, bang, they were not banging metal in the gym, they were not doing, uh, Squats, man. They were not doing cal. They were doing all that stuff, man. Uh, yeah. The NBA of today, the NFL of today, all sports of today is way more science driven. Yeah. Which is why these guys last longer. Which is why the Showtime Lakers didn't last long. Uh, Magic's knees and everything is because they just played. They they didn't have science behind it. They didn't have all these uh, medical guys saying here on the charts, this is where you are. You can't get around it. This is just how life works. This is physics. Let's work with this and let's get you as good as you can get for your situation. Um, back then, they just come on grit and 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 hus- or whatever Dad used to always say. 
This, this kid's got spunk. Moxie, Moxie. Uh, uh, <laughs> this kid's got vinegar. Go, keep, keep running and shooting and gunning and my knees. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's what old sports was like. And, and it's even reflected in the way baby boomers talk, man. Like, oh, the greatest, these champions and this, this award. It's like, dude, they wore leather helmets, man. What, what did that do back then? The NFL was stupid back in the day. I, I think all leagues were super stupid back when they um, were inducted. But it took very intelligent people to basically put a cap on all this stuff, uh, shine it up, uh, you know, fine-tune the engine. Um, I, when I said put a cap, put, put a, a shell over the, uh, the, the chassis of what was going on and uh, fine-tune the car, and, and then now they've made the vehicle marketable. They're selling it to the masses, and that's what the NBA is. It's just a gigantic machine that says, hey, st stare at these guys, run up and down the court for hours, and we're going to call these guys the world champions, even though they only play here in the United States, and you're going to drink it up. The and world. You're, you're world going to do champions. what we say. They basically said, hey, guys, Disney does it. All right, we'll just copy Disney. Let's do what they do. <laughs> Yeah, we're the best. We're the best in the world. Bradley, this is uh this has been a fun chat, man. It seems like um we've talked about existentialism and Siths and uh, the NBA. And, All connected uh, in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. I say that jokingly because yeah, that's not true. Well, I was gonna, I was like, well, who are the Sith? And the oh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> who are the Sith? The owners. No, I'm kidding. Um, All right, man. Let's let's make sure this gold gets downloaded this time. Uh, we actually. <laughs> <laughs> we had, yeah, we recorded some beautiful podcasting yesterday. It was me, Bradley, and Mark, and, uh, and, and we refreshed our screen accidentally. Yeah, well, and, we did uh, on purpose. We just didn't know on clean feed that that was kaputs, man. You're done. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, uh, forward Gen X Reverb, forward slash, or clean, cleanfeed.com, forward slash Gen X Reverb, and that'll get you, uh, that'll send the price up to $1,000, <laughs> guaranteeing that you will not subscribe to them. We're going to help you guys out. <laughs> $1,000 a month, man. Yeah, your moxie will go down to level zero. Your fuel tank will be empty if you... No, Clean yeah. Feed's a good service. We, we just, you can't press F5, you can't refresh, man. You're, you're done. All right. So if, if, you're, if your four-year-old comes in and randomly presses F5 on your keyboard, your, your episode's trash, man. It's out. Flushed, man. We need a flush sound effect for that. <laughs> All right, man. How long is this one? 45 minutes? Man, 15? 78 minutes and 27 seconds, bro. So here's, here's what I surmise we should do. I'm going to do it. Actually, I'm not surmising anything. I'm going to do this. I'm going to upload this in its entirety, man. Okay. Okay, go ahead and upload that. Uh, this, is, this, has been, this has been Justin for Bradley on Gen X Reverb. Thanks for tuning in. Please take a look at our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Genex Reverb. You already know how to get there. Um, and email us if you'd like to at genexreverb at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, tell us, give us some suggestions on how to wake up and not sound so sleepy while we're podcasting. I think we're just going too late. Anyway, I'm with Justin on this one and we're out. We're out of here. <coughs> See ya. Have a good night. Bye.